you guys like Film Sack, you know, Film Sack, the podcast you're about to listen to. If you do, there's a way to support it. Head on over to patreon.com slash frogpants today. That's patreon.com slash frogpants. And thanks. They ought to make the day the time changes, the first day of summer. What? Well, it's 8 o'clock and it's still light. A lot of good the extra daylight does us. Now, we've still got a three-hour drive back. We're not going to be home until after midnight. Well, if it really bugged you, Johnny, you wouldn't do it. You think I want to blow Sunday on a scene like this? They're coming to get you, Barbara. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 375. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian, the one naked zombie Dunaway. Ooh, it's cold out here. Oh, hi. <laughs> ben, over here. It's me, your pal Harry. Listen, dying here on the cellar floor has got me thinking about what's important in life and our roles in society. It's like the universe is trying to tell us something oh man i mean the dead are coming back to life and you a black man shooting me a bald white man named harry <laughs> irony and my ghoul of a child eating my flesh and then there is my wife she's been on me all day like some kind of dingleberry caught in my ass hair oh i'm harry oh i'm harry down there let me tell you in a very non-ironic way i want to see more assessing about that don't you think anywho what was i blabbing on about oh yeah I just can't die and come back to life and eat your flesh without telling you something first. I, I just want you to know. <clears throat> I told you so. <laughs> Seller for the win. You're in my house now, bitch. <laughs> uh, so much to say about the seller decision. That's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. Also with us, Randy, she slapped me, so I punched her. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. Now... I'm just going to talk, and I see you're dazed and confused, and you're letting me do all the talking right now, but it's imperative that we do a show here, so I'm just going to keep going, and look, I know you're scared. I am too, but we're going to get through this episode together, mm. and we're going to do it with jokes and quotes and references to, 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 references to other things. <laughs> Because we want to live. We want to live. Well, I mean, at least I do. Do you think I'm going to live? I haven't read the script yet. <laughs> no. What script? You're going to die. Yeah, what script is a good question. <laughs> Finally with us, Brian, I bet Cemetery Zombie has halitosis ibit. Oh, I bet he does too. Yeah. Timmy, come here. Let me tell you a story. You see, when I was younger, it was a simpler time. Us zombies could get an education. Sure, we had our problems, but with a few months of undead school, we could learn how to do things. Simple things like open car doors by the handle or pick up pieces of wood to use as clubs. These days, thanks to smartphones and the internet, all we're able to do is make piles of ourselves to try and catch helicopters and kill Bill Murray. 
I like the dumbing down or idiocracy of zombies. I like that. I like yeah. That. You know, I got a lot of things to say about George Romero's immediate uh, intelligence upping of zombies. And, right. And then, and then decades of zombie fans, genre fans, who complain anytime, anytime a zombie picks up a tool or uses a gun or any right. of that, and they and they cry foul. They're like, "This is against the unwritten laws of the George Romero zombie thing." And then you go, you realize, no, 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 he was just as bad at this. In fact, day, uh, uh, what was the <laughs> the one the one of the final ones he made before he died? I forgot the name of it. Something of the Dead, Land of the Dead, or something. The same Dumb. deal. One of them finds an AK-47, loads it, and shoots it, kills a bunch of regular people. There's a there's a zombie in Return of the Living Dead, which I hope we do see at some point. Oh, that yes. um, that goes into the cab of a uh, of an ambulance and says, "Dispatch, send more paramedics." <laughs> <laughs> really? See, I yes. I love I love the direction that Return of the Living Dead took because it was a split because Romero wasn't really involved with that one. So wait, wait, what? wait. You got to talk about this movie first. All right, I'm we so, will. Okay. We will. It's but fine. I, but I really <laughs> wanted to watch. Steer away from the. I really want to watch '85's Return of the Living Dead. That's yeah, fine, okay. and we should at some point. Okay. That uh, it's you've added it virtually to the list, and we should we should adhere to your request. I think that sounds like a fun thing. But I mean, this movie's the first, right? Like this is the ground zero yeah. for the entire genre. There are no zombie movies. Uh, there might have been some people staring into space and some old 50, 50s movies where they seem kind of zombie-like, but this is the first time where we really, you know, this is a whole new genre being unearthed, and, and it's a big deal and a, and a landmark moment for that. But there are problems, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are issues, and as much as I want to, I want to lay as much credit at George Romero's giant glasses as possible. Oh, wow. <laughs> Woo! That, that could have gone several ways, Scott. Right. Thank you. <laughs> because that guy deserves, you know, he deserves the credit and stuff. But, uh, I, you know, we've taken that play. We've taken that genre in lots of different uh, places. But I, as I'm watching it, I'm, I guess what I'm saying, here's what I want to say, and then we can do the rest of the show. I want this to be known for here and forever. This is my statement on everything. <laughs> Every, everybody who likes zombie stuff should just shut the hell up because here's the deal. You complain if they run. You complain if they're more rage virus than they are shambling. Uh, there's a running zombie in this. And he just about gets in the car. Uh, he's a real psycho nut and uh, is uh, the lord of the cemetery. He doesn't behave like a shambling zombie like some of the others later in the exact same movie. So I guess he what I'm saying is... He shambles. I he, just want to point out. Sure. He shambles. Sure, he shambles. Okay. So do lots right. of zombies. My point is... The idea isn't ever that, well, one shambles, one runs, uh, one can pick up a club, one can't. Like, that's, it's, they're, they're missing I, the point. The point of zombies are that they, they turn on society, they're mindless, and they want to kill you or eat you or destroy you in some way. And that's the overall overarching, like, what's the metaphor? The metaphor is, is masses of drones uh you know turning on people and that resonates with people and that's okay they can have all these little variations some of them run some of them are are, are semi-intelligent some of them are whatever like it's okay to go it's whatever almost, direction you want it's almost like they're zombies themselves <laughs> just falling right along right <laughs> yes oh the oh the people doing all the arguing yes yeah Oh yeah, sure. Ah, yeah, that's great. I'm right. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I'm right. I'm this correct. Whole, this brains. whole movie. This whole movie is about 
I'm right, right? Isn't that basically what it all boils down to? I mean, all the conflict is about I'm well, right. And I think, and I think that that's that's common in the best or or at least most of the zombie movies and TV shows is that it's less about oh my god, all right, here's this shambling horde that's coming towards me because you can really only do that for for ten minutes or seven seasons if you're on AMC. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, but most no, of it has to be location. I love that. I love <laughs> but that. We mostly have to, it mostly has to be, um, the interpersonal arguments, right, the infighting, right. like, no, my way is the right way. No, my way is the right way. And, um, so, and it so it's, just, it, it's kind of like an event movie, right? So like it, you, you, you tell a love story, but you do tell it on the sinking of the Titanic, right? Mm-hmm. Or you, you, right. you, you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, so like a. A zombie it's 12 story. angry men surrounded by 1200 yeah. angry zombies right <laughs> yeah. yeah that's angry a good way it's a good way of putting it but it's also i think the advent i could be wrong about this but i think he's like the little bald guy that looks like um uh Harry? no Harry? uh he reminds me of that comedian like uh, rob cordry is who he looked like to me from uh mm-hmm. remember the daily show days he's in movies and stuff yeah, now but anyway yeah. looks like that the little guy who was sure the seller was the answer uh rob cordry there he he uh he he's the first, isn't he? Like we can call him a trope, but I feel like he birthed it. The guy who's grumpy and subversive and is going to go his own way and is always a little shifty in these zombie scenarios. That's that guy's always there. He's always yeah, part he, of it. Yes. He he yeah. is the archetype that continues on in the zombie universe. Certainly outside of that as well, but yes, there's definitely always that yeah, oh, and, and is he? I guess what I'm saying is he the guy? Did he birth this this particular trope? And if he did, I guess all all power to him. But I can't think of another example of him before him. There's a there's a ton of things in this movie that are that are the beginning of the, all these things. Like I read a I read a bunch of the histories of this movie, and like before this movie, the idea the idea of a zombie was this concept that they referred to as a Haitian zombie. It was a it was basically a, a an animated voodoo doll of a person, oh, wow. and and like that. This is all yeah, like everything you see. You know, the very first zombie attack in the in the graveyard is unlike anything that had been depicted before. So it's kind of like that actor got to set the you know set the the right. the, the story hey. for what they were going to be forever. I want to say one thing about what what Brian yeah. Ibbett just said, and that is um, this movie's kind of like a magic mirror of a movie in terms of theme, it's like you look at it and you see what the theme that you are looking for. It tells you more about you than the movie. Like when you read George Romero, he's like, yeah, I mean, I was trying to make a movie, but everybody's like, this is about Vietnam. This is about race relations, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And, and it really, you know, it really comes through once you, you know, once you stop and ask yourself, what's this about? Mm-hmm. Because it's not about zombies, apparently. That's the one thing it's not. It's about right. the and what, droning put down, of humans put down your, or whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Put put down your keyboard. Stop typing. We know they weren't called zombies at that point. They were, he just called them ghouls. Mm-hmm. Ghouls, yeah. In, right. in, in, his, in his story. But, yes, Randy, Randy brings up a, a really good point with, uh, you know, what are you seeing as far as theme? And one of the things that worked for this movie was Romero basically uh you know putting a framework him and him and his other writer and kind of putting a framework around some things and he was most interested in seeing how people respond and so he met, he had these actors that he kind of characters that he put into these these situations that were really difficult then he let the actors come in and a lot of it was improv 
and a lot of it was allowed to to shine through on from the actors. And since you had such a diverse, sort of diverse uh, cast, you uh, you had you had reflections of the late '60s being shown through in their individual dialogue. So I mean, I I think that's worked for it. I think Romero's kind of uh, let people do as they would really. Helps bolster I like that you every, call him. I like that you call him Ramira. It's yeah, kind of I was just Ramira. gonna say every time you <laughs> Ramira, say Ramira, Ramira, Ramira. <laughs> uh, yes, George Romero. He, uh, but but Romero. the but the uh, you're yeah. right, and it and it's supposed to have all these reflections of society. The fact that the that they, I mean, one of the ways it was groundbreaking, or at least it's recognized now for, is you've got basically a lead who is African American, which was unheard of in 1968. Um, mm-hmm. You're in the thick of it. And was unknown at the time. Yeah, he was totally unknown, and, and pretty much stayed there unknown. He wasn't. Well, his career wasn't like. Yeah, nobody, nobody in this thing is known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. But, like, nobody really does but the, much. But he, but they could have been like it was kind of it's kind of it's a cheap film. It's a first film. It's kind of a student film. He's you know like he's making something for the first time. He's young, but uh, it could have been somebody that you know. So he could have cast someone. It's possible. That mm-hmm. there could have been a, a name that people uh, recognize. This is like a, a, a particularly unknown actor who had no credits before this, and not many after. The blonde did all right. Chia, I forgot her name. Had oh, Barbara. Uh, Barbara. Uh, she, Barbara. Happy to get you, Barbara. When, oh my God, she looked like she looked like a woman sticking her face through a fence made of hair. <laughs> Look, I, I'll have to send Whoa. some pictures of my 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 dad's sister. Uh, because she was Barbara. They both really? grew up at the same time, and they were very close in age. And man, that hair was spot on. For oh, me. totally for oh. that era. For that era, it was huge. Wait, yeah. you that would she make was... her your aunt, right? I'm just making sure. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Just making sure. Oh, my she was dad. such a ball and chain. I mean, you know, not not to Johnny, obviously, but she was like a ball and chain of like. Well, all right. Oh, as much as I want to keep, you know, nailing boards to the wall, I have to, I have to entertain Barbara. Yeah, I have to tell her yeah. the story of the truck driver I saw. And... <laughs> Barbara, are you talking about? Somebody, are you not talking about Ben? Are you? No, 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 no. Johnny, yeah. her, her brother. You no, know, her brother. Yeah, I always think that I was. I oh, always thought Johnny. Thought were, you're right. They were. I thought there were a couple, but you're right. No, they were there to. Right. Well, no, it was her. Uh, it was. They were boyfriend and girlfriend, and and uh, it was her dad's grave that that's they were. What, that's what I used to. No, that's the what brother I and sister. Too, the brother and sister. Yeah. Until I watched it this most recent uh, time. Until I, I watched this for this recent time, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you're right. You're I right. was I was going along with that they were boyfriend girlfriend or husband and wife until he starts making fun of her and taunting her, and I'm like, oh, that's a yeah. brother sister. Right? Yeah, yeah. very it, brother it, sister. He, He's still up on the douche scale, but it's slightly yeah. less now that it's just sibling uh, yeah. picking on. Yeah. You know, Re- yeah. remember when we were little and Grandpa jumped out uh, behind the thing, or he jumped out behind the thing, and then Grandpa did a Jewish accent. Mm-hmm. That was pretty- yeah, that was yeah, a great. That. It was a good times. So the yeah. the funnest times to be alive. Uh, I I almost forgot. So Night of the Living Dead deserves this. Listen, Night of the Living Dead. There is panic throughout the nation as the dead suddenly come back to life. The film follows a group of characters who barricade themselves in an old farmhouse in an attempt to remain safe from these bloodthirsty, flesh-eating monsters. All right, now. Okay, okay. Can I can I panic say one thing though? Yes, that I this needs to be addressed and needs to be addressed early. Here's the problem with my the entire film. This is a huge goof as far as I'm concerned. This whole thing for these people in this house takes place overnight. 
The rest of the world. Night. Nighttime. Night of the Living Dead. The rest of the world, as shown on live television and late breaking news, is happening at all times of the day. Now, these guys look like they're kind of Midwest, whatever. It was filmed in Pittsburgh, but, you know, you could say wherever. So, at the very least, there's maybe a time zone ahead of them and a couple of time zones behind them. At 3 a.m., it should be 1 a.m. at the at the earliest, and it should be uh, 5, yep. 5 a.m. at the latest. In other words, so dark qualified. across the country. Yet, every time there's a news segment... I'm out here in the sun shooting zombies and ghouls. How's it going, everybody? Oh, we got the latest in breaking news, everyone. Like, that was so discordant to me. I couldn't so, stand it. So the question to me was this. I, I'm i not sure about this because I haven't done any research. In the late 60s, did we have – was everybody using – live TV feeds, or are they using, uh, or are they, were they, they taping? They and actually said, they actually said, here's this report on film that we received from blah, blah, blah. Right. Like my, my problem was with panic across the nation, because when they say, here's this report on film, I'm expecting panic across the nation, and Deputy Crowley is and standing going, yeah, we killed 19 of them, you know, we... We had some boys come up. We had some boys come up the road from over there. There's nothing like panic. No yeah, panic. Was yeah. no but panic. was it that like? Was it that? Didn't that ratchet up the fear? Because that to, to me said, "Oh my God, this redneck hillbilly is our only hope," and it's like we're all doomed. But mm. you know what? Mm. He shows up uh, and 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 saves the day. No way, he kills everybody. Yeah. Oh, man, that ending. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I'll give it some credit. I don't want to jump straight to the ending or anything, but uh, jump, jump to it. It works. If, it works for me. Like it, it's yeah, uh, it's right. a stark uh, kind of opposite thing you would normally do. Your your hero would, would normally live uh, this extra mm-hmm. commentary to say that society overdoes it and, and doesn't slow down and, and overreacts to a situation and ends up killing the only guy that, you know, made it through the night and. And then the credits in this thing, I think, oh, are that was so good, hugely iconic and influential. Like, dang, isn't that cool? Yeah, the, I love that. The uh, the sales of meat hooks must have really gone up right, after right. Uh, this movie was in theaters. Yeah, Just, I, I feel <laughs> like I need the, to go get me a meat hook. <laughs> I feel like the I feel like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre like took up right where that movie left off mm. because it yes, almost I starts like that. Mm. I yeah. had the exact yeah. same feeling. Uh, there were two things. I, I felt like this movie was adjacent to Omega Man. Like right. this movie's happening in Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, next week in Los Angeles, like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then also, meanwhile, in Central Texas in the summer. Yeah. Almost feels like the same world, doesn't it? Weird. It does. Yeah. yeah. It's it's super yeah. weird how that, how that felt. But it felt like almost like a different movie or a different filmmaker made the, the end felt really good. And it reminded me of the Dawn of the dead remake in 2004, who uh, was made by uh, the guy no one likes now. Um, uh, Sorry, not singer. No, uh, 300 guy. Uh, freaking. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. We got it. Brett Rat- uh, not Ratner. Uh, the other Ratner, one. Yes. No, not Ratner. The other guy. Oh, not Ratner. Uh, no. Freaking. He does is Batman and Superman shit now. It's uh, the guy. That guy. Snyder. Zach Snyder. Snyder. Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, wow. went back when Zack Snyder. I'm trying to remember which you know it was the director that so butchered the whole superhero genre with that one film. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Ratner. That, that, that easily, no. yeah, that easily could have been Brett Ratner, and who apparently also keeps boy slaves. But anyway, the point is, uh, 
I, I made that up. I don't know if that's true. Uh, so uh, he was in trouble for something. But anyway, so the the uh, that remake has closing credits that are very similar to the closing credits here. And oh. it's really cool. Like, I love that kind of thing. It's this thing where it just leaves you going, oh, yeah, what, what did we, you know, you have to ask yourself, what did I learn here? And so I went from this cheesy acting, kind of shitty choreography, kind of crappy makeup, <clears throat> special effects, all this stuff through the whole movie. And because I'm living when I do and I've seen every zombie thing ever, none of this feels fresh and new. It feels old and trite. I'm trying to put myself in the in the headspace of 1968, how this was new and shocking and everything. But the the final moments and then credits roll actually got me there. Like that's what got right, me there. Right. And it's really powerful. Like I'm I'm surprised how well that held up. And there's something about newsprint looking stills of these people and zooming in and out of them and you know the sound it's, effects of yeah, stuff. Grainy, and, super grainy. Yeah. Did you watch the? Um, which version did you watch? Did you watch yeah, un, let's talk the about non-mastered? That. There are so many. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. Which version, man? So hold on, Ibit. Tell me what versions. Let's tell the people at home what they could have done. If All right. Well, so there's the the original kind of grainy, crummy footage one. I think again, a lot of these are on Amazon Prime. Um, then there's a remastered one that's a lot cleaner as far as the the uh, uh, cinematography. Like they've remastered it, looks a lot better. There's a colorized version that uh, I glanced at that just looked so oversaturated and Man. kind of like most most colorized versions of movies uh, done. And then, uh, well, uh, there might be more, but then there's this other version that's uh, hosted by Elvira, Mistress yes. of the Dark. Yes. Oh, what? Thir- 13 Nights of, uh, of Horror or something, uh, I believe, right? Yeah. I think so. so it's, something it's, like that. It's part of that. It's part of that collection. So wait, she and had a she did thir- she did a series then. A series, I guess, a series where they just re-released a bunch of films. Might even just be straight to streaming because she's holding up a smartphone in one of them, and I'm thinking yes. that like, like they're showing the opening Elvira <laughs> intro theme, <laughs> I guess, so, and she's holding up a cell phone, and uh, so, so is, I'm guessing these are new. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah, one of those 2016, present- 15, something like that. Yeah, this is one of those presentations where. She she has a sketch at the beginning and then yes. she comes and goes, but she doesn't talk over the movie, right? <sighs> she does a couple times. <laughs> oh my bit. god! She slides in. She slides in like she's freaking VH1 pop up video. Like it's, <laughs> it's slide in and and make a joke like, oh, check out the fire sale we're having on Lazy Boys, and then shloop out the side. It's like, oh, why oh did I choose god. this version? And <laughs> I'm too lazy to like say, all right, well, I'm 13 minutes in and now I can go find another version and fast forward to 13 minutes. And I'm like, all right, let's just ride this wave out. This sounds but awful, dude. Just, just huge, you know, Elvira and her massive, massive interruptions that uh, she's known for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so did you, so which one did you watch? That was the one you watched? I watched the Elvira one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I watched it on, so uh, Dunaway suggested, oh yeah, if you find the, uh, Elvira and watch it it's on voodoo and it says there are gonna be commercials but there are no commercials well i don't have voodoo installed yet on my apple tv but i do the whole like holding up the the apple tv remote and saying night of the living dead and it says okay. all right here are all your choices um and then there's one of them that's got the elvira icon on it and says watch for free on tubby I'm like oh okay cool click tubby you're gonna install tubby now it's like all right fine fine sign up for tubby what's your email address all right here's my email address yeah and um and then it fires up, and and eight minutes in, just as uh, just as Johnny and Barbara, actually just as Barbara's making it to the house, 
Right. It cuts to an Applebee's riblet commercial. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Have you had enough flesh eating? Here's like, some more oh. flesh eating. Why did I choose this version? But uh, anyway, I wrote it out. I watched all them, you know, hour hey. and eighty minutes, <laughs> whatever if, adds if on with all the commercials. And yeah, stuff. yeah. If if you're a listener out there and you're trying to find the best way to watch it, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, cool, easy. Uh, but you can also head to uh, archive.org. Uh, there's copies there, even a, a 1080 version. 1080p, and the reason why is because of copyright issue. This thing went to uh, the public domain immediately. Yeah, he had no, he had horrible control over this thing, and it ended up just like distributors made all the money from it. He got, he got screwed initially, and all all due to a a mistake in the in the changing of the title. Yeah, yep, yeah, which is crazy. And by the way, the original thing was going to be called the Mummy. Oh, what was it? The Curse of Osiris or something. Well, that that oh, was yeah, really? rich, that was the original title of the screenplay, I believe, and so they it actually was going to be uh, Night of the what was it? It, uh, it was something Night like of that. The, freak, the freakish ghoul or something like that. But it was something already named like that, and then they uh, so they had to change the title. And when they changed out the title, they didn't include the copyright, and so of course, boop. Guess what? What a lucky you accident, though. Right? Living Dead is such a lucky yeah. accident. Like you, you basically yeah. established yeah. the thing forever by doing that. And if had it been Curse of Osiris or whatever bullshit, it would have been Anubis. Yeah, Anubis or whatever Anubis. it was. It would have been so yeah. stupid, and yeah. nobody would have even thought twice about this thing. Titles, you know, titles matter. But uh, they did try to sneak into this thing uh, a causation, which was this stupid. What was it? I can't remember now Exploding, what planet. Exploding a probe had gone to Venus and had returned to Earth, yeah. and it was uh, overloading with radiation. So they exploded it in the atmosphere. Yeah, and that that scattered radiation on everybody. Yeah, and they all became zombies, which is and the and dumb. the recently dead re- recovered and came back to life. Although, so all of that being said, wouldn't that be a Very great way to end The Walking Dead after seven seasons? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They could say, "Oh, we figured it out. What happened? Oh, we shot the satellite into the space and it exploded." Yeah, yeah but that wouldn't end it. That would just explain how it happened, right? Like, but it'd be still... really great, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> no, they could they could end it with the satellite scattering radiation that kills everyone, everything. <laughs> Thing. All things. Yes. <laughs> I am so in on that because there. I don't know how. By the way, that's the thing. Just sometime we should talk about as a group is how do they get themselves out of the the corner they painted themselves yeah, in? Yeah, their exit we, strategy. Yeah. I want to talk about a related subject now, though. So this this is the movie. Night of the Living Dead is the movie that spawned decades of this subgenre uh, of horror. And we were, uh, you know, we were uh, chatting a little bit before the show about. Uh, yeah, Brian Dunaway asked the question, you know, who who of the four of us loves horror movies? And I was kind of taken aback by that because it's a subgenre and I don't feel like you can love a subgenre. I feel like you can hate a subgenre. But if you love uh, if you if you think you like a kind of movie, I promise you I can find a movie that's bad enough in that subgenre that you don't love that movie. Mm. And so I'm, I'm just saying, like, it it seems to me like. It, it, this particular subgenre has a lot of yes and no out there. Like people have to weigh in on whether they like zombie movies or freaking hate zombie movies. And I, I felt like I wanted to go into this movie and ask the question, is this a good movie to watch? Like, did I, do I, do I watch this movie and like it? And I mean, the answer for me is yes, 
but I'm 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 curious about how you feel about this whole idea of a sub genre uh, having its own artistic merit. Mm. That's interesting. Let me see. Let me argue mm. Fangoria's entire reason for existing magazine, entire existence for <laughs> Shutter. I mean, yeah, of course. I think I think those are all valid, and I think you can be a fan of a genre. And I don't really consider necessarily Night of Living Dead. I don't really see that as a subgenre. Uh, I just kind of zombie. Zombie is a zombie. subgenre of well, horror. Yeah, yes. but I didn't. I didn't ask you if you you were a zombie fan. I asked if you were a horror fan. Mm, oh, you know, right. Uh, Good point. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's, so, yes, it's a subgenre of horror. Can we say, can we establish yeah. that? I'd say oh, it sure, is. Sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, you can be sure. a fan of like. Uh, uh, of police dramas, you can be a fan of of um, re- true crime thrillers. I mean, and, and those are all things that are subgenres of drama. So I don't see why you can't be a fan of a sure, sure. But you can't. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't ever say I love police dramas because I promise you, there's some really bad ones out there that you don't like. You, you, you like you like the good ones. That's what I'm getting. Well, that's at. that's like saying I like spaghetti, and then eat spaghetti, and go into your mom's house, and she makes some bad spaghetti, and you go, "Now I hate spaghetti. I hate all spaghetti." <laughs> but, but there aren't there aren't different kinds of spaghetti with artistic merit. We're talking about movies. Oh, I oh, see. you haven't been to Cincinnati yet? I about yeah, say, I know. Yeah, you oh, you know. haven't eaten spaghetti. <laughs> I, I believe me. The first time I went to Cincinnati, I was by myself on an early business trip. I was like 25, uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, oh, "Chili? Oh wow, I'm at a uh, chili diner. I'm going to go into one of these places." Jesus, is that a thing? I didn't know <laughs> Cincinnati had a. They 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 claim a. What? They even a thing had that on the Cincinnati show. Chili that's just not chili. It's spaghetti where you dump chili meat, chili uh, stuff on your spaghetti. Oh, and they call it chili. This still. is familiar. We we have talked about this, but I, vaguely, yeah. I don't remember it very much. We got, we got we each got a can of it. Oh right, that's right. I forgot we had yeah. that three way or a three way chili or four way chili Randy, or something like that. Randy's mm. trying to get back to the topic. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, not gonna let him. Uh, but anyway, that was just. I, it's a nitpick. To, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I look at the zombie subgenre and I'm like, okay, that's good. That's drek. This is something that I never want to watch because I don't believe in it. Like, I it's it's hard to say I love or hate it, but I could understand someone saying they hate it. Like, they just won't watch any of it. Period. That's it. Mm, I, right. I just like loving it. I'm like, yeah, but I I can't love a Zack Snyder movie. Mm. You know, I can love I well I uh, I can love in the Zack Snyder movie. The I love 300. And, uh, 300's great. I love it. The one where they end up basically just sitting on the roof of the the mall at the end, right? Am I thinking of the right one? Uh, Look, let, uh, let me take. Yeah. Let, let me explain something about love for a minute. <laughs> love, oh, whoa, <laughs> hold on! You're gonna explain love. This is great. Okay, I'm ready. Go. Let me explain love ah. for a minute. So, okay, so what's the uh, symbolism? Right. Let me let me explain water to you. Love Jesus. of water. Okay. Okay. That's that's part of it. Jesus is gonna come in. I've got. It's, it's gonna be a long, it's long historic thing. I gotta tell you. Right. No, let me say this. Love, love is is uh it is 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 hate and love and both it's an emotion you 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 can't just go i'm gonna stuff my emotions and not say use the word love because sometimes everything doesn't isn't perfect be be loving something doesn't mean that you think it's perfect loving something means you accept it for its flaws and bads but primarily you think there's more good than bad yeah usually that's my interpretation usually sure when i say love yeah i get that I, i like for me like what is Mad Max Fury Road. It's a subgenre of something. I don't know what. 
It's my obsession. So, but, 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 apocalyptic thriller. Yeah, I think sure. apocalyptic. Apocalyptic uh, action? action film is a is a subgenre, right? Yeah. Yeah. But post, of what? Post, post apocalypse has a lot of movies, and we we've, we've yeah. watched them post-apocalypse. on film sites. Yeah. Oh, and sure. We, and we've talked about whether we you know whether we like that subgenre, and I think we all do. Oh, I think we all have. Yeah, we're fans of it in one way or another. I mean, one of us is probably a little obsessed with one of them, the subgenres. But anyway, <laughs> but my point is that uh, you know the problem with this this sort of thing, or even this discuss not our discussion, but the the what happens with things like zombies and vampire discussions and whether or not you know someone's doing it right or whatever, is it creates all this weird. I mean, I guess I'm just describing humans, and this is dumb to get into, but you know, people tribe up and they start talking about why everyone else is wrong and why they're right. And, and with movie stuff, you know, we have fun with it here and Dunaway can hate minority report and I can love it. And we can have a whole lot of fun going back and forth, but whether or not, you know, people that like the zombie subgenre and people who don't, I'm fine with that, that distinction where I have trouble as people who both like the, the subgenre of zombies and then fight like animals as to whether they're shambling or running or have a virus. I hate that. It's very, it's very yeah. ritualized, right? I mean, yeah. that's the whole idea. It's do they this, eat brains? Do they just eat yeah. flesh? Sure. Yeah. Are they just pissed? So like, Are they? It's, it's like is gate, it rabies? gatekeeping works in two directions. The the first kind of gatekeeping is where you go to a convention and point at someone and say you're not a big enough fan to to be here. Right. And then the other kind is where you go and there's a new entry in the the genre there's a new film or tv show or whatever and you point at that and say that's not a real zombie movie that doesn't fit into my expectations therefore it's not it doesn't belong here right and that that second kind is weird to me because that's coming from somebody who isn't making the art at all they're they're not involved they're just con- a consumer like why why are they so is so why, often why so, do, right it's it's good that you bring that up because that's what this movie to me represents is that tribalism of I know how to survive. This is how you survive. And this is how things are supposed to be. And not only am I going to apply it to my life, I'm going to apply it to your life. And the fact that you're doing something different actually jeopardizes what I'm doing. Right. And so mm. there's, yeah. So it's, it's a, Man, the the tension in this movie is is fantastic for many reasons. Also, remembering that this was 1968 and we got a black guy punching a white guy and, mm-hmm. and beating the crap out of him and then shooting yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't. Mean, believe, was, I forgot he shot him. That there was, was like, oh, yeah. there was, This this Dude. movie was straight up allegory. There's one black man standing against hordes of white men trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Was there any? There was no black ghouls that i saw did you guys see any no black not ghouls? one no i didn't no. either no yeah. i saw no. one that looked a, a lot like uh, kylo ren in his shirtless form <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah there was there was boxer you know uh oh, walking yeah. around in his boxers dead guy oh. the rest of them rest of them all pretty well dressed except for naked lady with flawless skin and perfect breasts yeah she you know she just did not have no like she just <laughs> yeah. she was just a sleepwalker i don't even think she was a zombie i think she, she where, we, where we going <laughs> Or are we getting? I got the munchies. Where are we going? Yeah, you know, I've been high. I, I'm I really re- high tonight. Where are we going? Yeah. My <laughs> favorite. My favorite zombie appeared right after what I call the well dressed zombies. We had we, <laughs> the first couple of yeah, the first couple of zombies were all well dressed, all well kept, and then 
it shows up a dude was in his bathrobe with like flowers and yes. stuff on has oh, this... he came in through the window like the white yeah, bathrobe like, with the black trim mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that guy was great I mean, there was a, there was a, but I was watching the black and white version. (laughs) That's the other way that the genre is very, very much uh, evolved. It's, it's gone from, you know, like the whole idea that they're rotting and very dead, half their face is missing, their legs off and they're still walking. Like that's where we're at, we're at today. Back then it was just, no, these are just, it's almost like they're just people who are confused, you know, they're just kind of little crusty garbage on their faces, but their clothes are really nice. And you know, Mm -hmm. they, uh, they just kind of, kind of not sure where they are, but just kind of aimlessly wandering. Yeah, and right. they don't, and they, and even the way their eyes moved, like when they were sitting there eating the chi- the chicken, which was supposed to be people, but whatever. <laughs> uh, they were eating the chicken, and the way they'd look around, it was almost like, yeah, hey, this is great. I got found some chicken, you guys. Check this out. I got some chicken. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not quite the impact of like a, a, a one one thought creature whose only desire is to eat the flesh of others and. And it's just, it's changed a lot. Now, I don't expect, obviously, it's the first stab at this. I don't expect George Romero to have predicted all of those things or where all this would go. But that's kind of my point from back earlier. It doesn't, take it wherever you want to go. Like, do what you want to do with it. I liked that weird one-off, oh, what was it called? I didn't like the latter half of it, but I liked the first half of the movie where the guy, the zombie fell in love with the, with the girl who was a normal did you guys okay. remember this movie it came out like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's um, the kid warm, from Warm Bodies. Uh, it's Nux. Warm Bodies. Yeah, it's Nux yeah. from uh, yeah. from from it's Fury good, Road. He's great in it. Right. And uh, yeah. it's an uh, it's a really really fun different take. Oh, speaking of which, Rob Corddry's in that movie. That's funny. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, the first half of that movie is one of my favorite things ever. The latter half turns into just action, stupid. But uh, what I'm saying is, okay, go there. And then how about go over here? And then how about try this? Like, I'm a huge fan with experimenting with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And That's, and everyone should stop pretending they got some kind of hallowed ground to protect. Like, just well, that, The thing that makes zombies both appealing and repulsive to some of these people who are like, oh, it has to be done this way, is because it is so ritualized in the fact there's so many rules. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have a lot of rules, I mean, you're going to have squabbles over those rules and how they can be broke and so i i i think the the layered amount of rules that were applied to this actually probably keeps that conversation going and keeps this genre alive yeah yeah no it's cool it's it's really cool by the way brian i wanted to make a comment to you that i totally forgot to do may as well do it here you said in the slack uh if dead snow ever shows up oh yeah i've seen dead snow it's actually really good it's all subtitles we have to make a decision oh. on whether we do subtitles or not. I don't know. We could. Oh. Yeah. It's all German. Wouldn't be the first time. Haven't we done haven't think, we done foreign films before? I don't like think with so. Something with subtitles? I no? think we I think I've, we always I've certainly I've certainly had the subtitling on for movies like Speed Racer. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's true. <laughs> well, the reason I bring the I, reason I say that is because I can't I can't really do yeah, dubs we've done plenty of, but I I can't really capture oh, much clips audio. Don't really work with uh yeah, right. But that movie's pretty cool. Like it's not it's a straight up like good it's a good zombie movie that's also about World War 2 zo- uh, Nazi Nazis zombies, as zombies. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really the, fun. The um the video that I posted in there, I was really I really loved until I realized that the music cuz they play Say Goodbye by uh Andrea Bocelli, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Okay. And uh they put that to the uh to the footage of these guys killing Nazi zombies. Yeah. And if they if the director would have done that 
I'd say, oh, this is brilliant. I love the, yeah. the juxtaposition juxtaposition of these two things. But then at the very end, it says, um, you know, combined combine the footage from Dead Snow with uh, this song. It's like, oh, that's a bummer. That's just it, an enterprising, so well. just an yeah. enter, enter, uh, uh, enterprising young YouTuber decided to do that's that. Right. It turns out the next Ooh. the next uh, Oscar uh, sound sound designer or, or score soundtrack person or whatever yeah music supervisor probably to the best 2018's best soundtrack person i love that that's a category soundtrack <laughs> <Right>. guy <laughs> by the way you just reminded me of the fun i always have now with movies where i i go back and i watch the end again and i put a song on it no oh. uh and the song the song that that started all this there's a website for it is um dire straits walk of life that's mm -hmm. the one you're supposed to use mm-hmm but I I have lately been doing uh, Don't You Forget About Me. No, wait, wait, wait. Don't uh, you. No, 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 no. Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. That's oh, the one okay. I've been doing lately. And it's actually really good on this Dude. one. Play, did you play, did you play Everybody Wants the, to Rule the uh, The meat hook. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's it's actually great. really good. Yeah, I like it, that. You know, it, like if you're if you're old and tired of movies and you're just, <laughs> you just can't watch another movie. Seriously. But let, let me tell you about let me tell you about track, you'll you'll. All right. Let, like let me tell you about a, let me tell you about a movie. Let me tell you about a movie that actually did that. I watched this movie this week. It was on Hulu. It stars our favorite Nicolas Cage as 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 dad. There's a movie called Mom and Dad uh, on Hulu, uh, and it's from 2017. It's got Selma Blair and Nicolas Cage, and they the whole town goes nuts. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to spoil anything. Basically, no, because you can see it in the trailer. Basically, what happens is mom and dad go crazy and their love for their kids turns to to a murderous appetite. And so all the parents are going and trying to kill their kids. Oh, so it's a, not just them. It's everybody. All the moms. It's and everybody. So, yeah, but they're not trying to kill anybody's kids. They're just trying to kill their own kids. They wow. don't really care about other kids. Wow. Just their own kids. And oh, my gosh, it is it is such. Oh, it is! It it was such a fun, quick. Was it good? Because uh, I mean, he does nothing but spit out stuff to pay his weird this, bills and his and his debts now. So what's that? What's this was? Per this was perfect. This was perfect. This was this was like I I don't even want to see Nicholas Cage do anything else except for playing crazy crazy dads who are trying to kill their kids. Okay. That's all I want to wow. see. Him that's all I want to see. That's going on Scott Proclaims right there. Yeah, that's just, a good one. Dunaway just made Twitter. Yeah. Lance, Lance Hendrick, Hendrickson is in there, too, as oh, well. Oh, shut uh, up. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. It's, it's, it's good. You've got me. It's good wow, in a bad it's way. Like, uh, it's like our, our greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I love Lance <laughs> Hendrickson. Cage, Lance Hendrickson. I love him, so I'll watch anything he's in. All right, so I got a couple of little fun pieces of trivia here. Judith O'Day, she's the blonde. Uh, yeah. She was Barbara. Now, here's what's great about her. She was Barbara and Barbara in her first two movies that she ever made. So she was the same really? named lady with a slight different spelling in two movies in a row. Her first one and then this was her second film. Both times played Barbara. Uh, and her birthday was yesterday, 420. And she's still alive. Oh, wow. She's still with us. Uh, smoke weed every day. And then also, um, <laughs> she's, the one, she's the only one that ends up, ends up kind of building a career out of this. She, she still goes to conventions, does signings. She is in uh, movies that feature zombies as other roles. Like a lot of times you'll see that happen with, you know, some iconic uh, slasher film. Somebody will show up later in another thing. Um, she's been in a couple of the remakes of this and some other stuff. So she's she's done all right for herself. But uh, I just love the idea that you're 
you're Barbara for two movies in a row. And yeah, yeah right. I in my studies, I found her the most fascinating, like looking into the history of this film, because she was like, I wanted to be an actor. I went to Hollywood to be an actor. I got a movie. It was OK, but it wasn't like I didn't think it was going to make me something like mm-hmm. she right. was like surprised that she would, you know, later in life, go to a convention and someone would be would ask her, who are you? And she'd say, you know, my name. And Barb. they're like, what did you do? I was in Night of the Living Dead. Oh, my God, you're so amazing. You're so famous. Yeah, like, no, that that is wow. a thing that nobody would have guessed back then, right? You'd have no idea that that would be like like Kirk or any of these other guys. They didn't know right. when they were Captain yeah. Kirk that they would for, for – and they would fight. Some would – like Kirk did. They'd fight it. Oh, I, Totally. Shatner like, knew. Yeah, don't put me in this. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Shatner, Shatner knew Shatner when they, bo- when Shatner got the deal. He didn't go. Okay. I will now spend the rest of my life being Captain Kirk, and I, that's I all I'll be mean. known for. I was saying Shatner lived his life even in an early age as though he was going to be the most famous person in the world for the rest of his oh, life. Oh yeah, he, no, he did, but he for reasons that weren't the reasons he got it. He wanted it to be because <laughs> yeah. he was this great actor and had all these yeah. right. ambitions, and he's finally cool with it in his 80s he can finally like, relax but uh fine i'll but, be your kirk yeah i'll be fine. kirk fine i'll be kirk forever <laughs> can you imagine going to those conventions uh, how how many times per day do you think somebody walks up to her and goes they're coming to get you barbara i don't <laughs> oh, know God. right there barbara i would love it love it it's, that was so i I've, I've never seen this movie anybody am i the only one who's never no, seen I've it? Never, oh. i've never seen it either oh wow you know, no i've seen first, it a whole bunch of times my first viewing of it a whole yeah. bunch of times. i I was surprised at how quickly watching this movie, I recognized a classic uh, line, bit of dialogue there. Right, right, oh, right. really? You've heard that before? I don't. I think I yes. didn't recognize anything from this film other than, um, I mean, other you knew than it just existed. the look of that first zombie. Like, yeah, he's right, he's right. pretty he's pretty iconic. He's the de facto. Mm-hmm. And you knew. Uh, I mean, obviously, you knew of it, right? Like you you were aware oh, of course, that it of course, existed. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it, and it wasn't a conscious staying away from it. It was like I uh, never had an opportunity. You know, there just aren't any versions of it that you can find anywhere. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's so hard. Watch. Yeah, it's so hard to I, get a hold of. So, oh, oh, so let's go back to that. I I watched uh, on Amazon Prime. I watched the remastered HD. You know, the 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 uh, ultimate edition, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. And Wait, there's I, more. Is that widescreen, by the way? Is it widescreen for you? Because mine was four no, by three. It's, 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 uh, it's the called Academy format. It's a 35 millimeter uh, format. Uh, so it is it is more similar to four by three, which is your TV. That's but what it's I watched. Not, it's still, it's still kind of widescreen. That's the one I saw is that one. Yeah. Or I, yeah, I assume yeah. so because I think it's the default one. I think that's just the one you there's, get. But. Th- there's a lot of different uh, framings out there. So it's according to where they get the transfer from. Uh they're actually making a 4K or have made a 4K version oh uh, from the original original 35 uh, millimeter print. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's, well, why? It's really why? Because, why? Because people love because it. It's, it's a, important to preserve. Sure. And you no, can't no, it's because, it, it's important to preserve, but upresing is just n- not preservation. No, I, I I disagree because they're not upresing because 35 mil. Is, oh yeah, is no. If this is the original, of like thirty yeah. megapixels in today's yeah, world, it's so. more than high def. It's more than four K. If you're looking, if you're pulling it from thirty the the Close original footage, whatever the condition that's in, that's closer right. to like eight or twelve, sixteen K, whatever it is. Like you're not even. Yeah. You're not even touching that. But, so whenever when in, whenever somebody does a if we watch the same movie, there's no way <laughs> that 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 there is there is fidelity of visual print. <laughs> no, we I I agree. But what you get if with a 4K transfer, what you end up with is a perfect, non-compromised, 100% sure. transfer. So you get, no, that. I get that. I'm just but, saying, but it's you're still right. Be grainy, you're know? right. It's like saying, well, I this this poo smudge on my finger. I, actually, now it's- 
I don't know where to go with that. Now, I, now, I, now that it's closer added, to your face, can you smell it better? I have added gold flake to this pretty <laughs> Right. Yeah. Kind of that, yeah. But Glitter. I remember the first time I saw availability on this was like early 2000s, and these were like a dollar in a Walmart bin. Yeah, and because of because of the you know is is status as being public domain. Yeah, right? and is it public domain now? Can I do something with this? Yeah, yeah, still, the the prints that are already available, right? Have you, you'd have to get you'd have to anything that's been derivative of it, unless you have access to the original film. Yes, it is in the public domain, uh, and you can keep making copies of it. But of course, those are going to degrade. Uh, so yeah, if if some of the more recent ones have copyrights on them, but it's because of the extras they put into it so if Ibit wanted to do something creative with music let's say on it just to make a version on youtube he's not replace the music with everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears right he's not they're not going to pull that right he could do that and and get away and not get away with the music the music may be the biggest sticking point for you i'm not sure about the copyrights of of those parts i'd probably get a cease and desist more quickly from tears for fears than i would from the george romero state right (laughs) they send you a letter that just says stop stop do Stop. not keep yeah. going. This is a thing that will take you to court for. Come on. That's what they'll say. But the, the, the easiest Something and safest thing can do. And it's cease and desist. <laughs> I never find out till it's cease and desist. Uh, the safe, really, good. the safest thing you can do is, is to package it on a DVD and redistribute it. That you'll probably have the most freedom to do redistribution would be your biggest and that's why i think that those uh, that's why i'm guessing that it's one of those elvira things too is because she can say great i can slap you know some one-liners on this i can throw a little intro thing and a song at the end and um and repackage it and not really have to worry about a whole lot of copyright infringement or issues or anything like that george romero by the way or sorry not george romero uh the national film registry uh national film registry and library of congress first one of some handful of films added to that so they had you know that's when they started that thing and this was an early addition to that which seems crazy to me but again you know for those here who saw it for the first time obviously it's got its problems but it was important enough i guess to File in the Library of Congress, or maybe that's something that happens with every movie now. I, I don't know. I, Does th- it- I think it was probably just I, avail- yeah. I think it was just the availability of it. It was like it was just easy. It's like, uh, what do we got laying around this? We can just easily add to. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there's we one. We got like we got like we got like a hundred copies of that. Yeah. Throw that in there. Right. Yeah, right. A dollar at Walmart. They, they have the same disagreement. Which version right. should we put in? Should we put in the colorized version <laughs> or the uh, widescreen remastered or the 4K? Yeah, can you imagine right. that meeting? I, I do want to stop and compare this movie to all of the zombie things that have come since because they are derivative of it. And I think it's, I think it's actually amazing how far it's gone given these meager roots. Like, you know, I, I don't even know what else to compare it to. Like, I, I want to compare it to, like, A New Hope, but, eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like, you're thinking outside of the, like, derivative of things outside of the genre. Well, he means like other sure. examples of other genres where something was this singularly impactful. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like, you, gotcha. Uh, there, you know. Everything has a beginning, you know, like it just, this is, it's weird. You watch this movie and I'm sorry, it's not that great. I mean, it's just like, there's just some great camera work. There's some, there's some, you know, competent acting, competent, uh, you yeah. know, set design and this kind of thing, but it's not that great. No, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it, kind it, of like, bad, actually. It's not great. And, mm-hmm. 
And then if you if you go across like the entire audience of The Walking Dead, I will bet you ninety nine percent have never seen this movie. And so, eh, it, I don't you know, know like that high. I would maybe go seventy five percent. I don't know if I'd right. go as high as like almost everybody has not seen this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, it's, but yeah, but your point is made. Everybody has not seen this movie. I, I think you're, you're you're you make a good point. I think a lot of people haven't. Um, that weirdly, my Nick, who's our biggest walking dead fan in the house has seen this and thinks it's amazing he loves it um he was begging me to watch it with me i'm like well you're gonna have to stand next to my computer because this is where i'm watching it and he didn't want to do that but (laughs) but uh you know like it's definitely got its roots for some people but you're right i think the mainstream audience is not they're not they're not connecting the two but it but it is like you know what it's more like this is how i think of it this is stanley in 1968 coming up with spider-man or whatever uh and then jump ahead, and now we're, you know, Avengers 4 with Spider-Man in it, and it's multi-billion dollar stuff, and everybody's, you know, the Marvel movies are the biggest things ever. That's what it feels like to me. And I know it's not quite the same, because you're actually talking about a character versus a genre, but this idea of being on the ground floor of something special and not knowing it for 30, 50, 60 years is yeah. super interesting. Like, like uh, yeah. you didn't know what right. you had, you know? You didn't know what you were doing. zombie films between 1968 and maybe 1990 were were garbage i mean it was stuff like return of the living dead and dawn hey. of the dead and stuff like that well okay maybe not garbage maybe maybe not garbage but i mean you, you could call it garbage not. dawn of the dead was romero also and is amazing it's his best film dawn yeah. of the dead is really good and we should watch it here because if we don't we're stupid and i mean the original the original one and the idea of zombies in a mall is such a great trope and I it love is, it. What, what I was really the, enjoyed that one. What yeah. was the one we watched with the in the cave? That was Day of the zombies Dead. In a, okay. And that was also they're, Romero. They're all run together. And that was also Sorry. Romero and I and I think Romero that's when Romero was losing his way. Not losing his way, but just you know, he'd gone he the 80s kind of screwed him up. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It's not good. But like Dawn of the Dead, which was 78, so yeah, 10 years later, really good. Um, we should watch that. And the remake is also really good, but you're right. There's a ton of like other zombie movies that are terrible between 68 and 90. And it's funny you said 68, 90, because it's almost a sandwich. 68 is the night of the living dead. 90 Mm -hmm. was the remake of Dawn or night of the living dead. Like this movie's remake. Yeah. So it's so funny. You said that. Was that the the revival Mark? What what was the revival? I feel like that was. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, no, I think be long before The Walking Dead. I mean, because, you know, you had 28 days later and you had uh, right. um, the, the the dawn of the the, uh, the Zack Snyder dawn of the dead. And I, I mean, you I, know, I, I bringing agree. things back to life that come and kill you, even if it's not a zombie, is consistent. The mummy, you know, Claude Rains back in 1940, yeah. whatever. And, and um, we've had that as a constant in film throughout sure throughout it's ever. always sort of yeah. been a thing but i but i agree with you and i would i would actually argue the 28 days later film is the moment when we all went oh yeah let's modern this up and then it's kind of been mm-hmm. I, full running from there do we have a favorite uh, do you want to go around and say what you know favorite zombie film oh yeah let's does do everyone it. have a favorite zombie film absolutely yeah. okay. absolutely all right randy you start Shaun of the dead because not only oh, yeah. it does it love zombie movies but it adds something so wonderful to it with all of the the humor. It just it, it's one of those things that t- totally revitalizes film for me. Shaun of the mm-hmm. Dead, like it, you would you might think 
oh, but that's just, you know, that's just the whole parody thing. It is not. There's more to it. And by the way, on the end of that song, uh, movie, when uh, Sean goes into the shed and sits down next to Ed, and uh, they're going to play a video game together, you run that uh, New Radicals song. Um, that uh, You get what you the, give? Yeah, yeah, you get what you mm-hmm. That's the song for the end of Shaun of the Dead. Go on. <laughs> okay, no, that's a good call. That's a good call. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I think for me on the serious side, it's 28 days and weeks later. I'm a huge fan of the sequel. Not everyone talks about the sequel, but I loved it for that. So that's my favorites on the serious end. And on the fun end, there's a movie called Fido. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That I really like. And it's, oh no, that was a recommendal or something, right? Might've been, I can't remember, but it's also for the life of me. I can't understand why it's rated R. It's just the least rated R movie, but it's this this idea that they figure out a way to, and the it's set in the fifties. Trinity's in it. What's her name? Kate Kate uh, Moss. No, um, uh, yeah. uh, Moss is right, but Kate is wrong. It's uh, right. Something Moss. Kate Hudson. No. Kate. T- together they're wrong. No, it's uh, three names. Uh, three names. Matrix. Carrie Ann, Ann Moss. Moss. Yeah, there it is. She's she's. <laughs> She's in it. She's really good. It's set in this kind of idealistic sort of world of tomorrow, sort of 50s era. And then they're zombies, though, and it's just ex- accepted that they're there. But they've got these collars you put on them, and it makes them docile. And they basically become your your pets or your house servants or or whatever. And that movie has a lot to say, but is also funny. And it's got that Scottish... Who's that Scottish comedian who's in tons of things, and I can't think of his name? Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly uh, plays Fido. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Billy Connolly. Oh, right. And, yes, yeah. right. And it's right. awesome. It's a if you've it's never seen Fido, you, y'all should see Fido. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's really good. Y'all should see cool. Fido. Yeah. How about um, you? Uh, since you took it? since you took twenty eight days, uh, I will take something that I actually did recommend um, a few months ago on film or on uh, recommendals, which is Train to Busan, which yeah. is a South Korean. Again, it's subtitle. We could never watch it. I don't think we could watch it for uh for film sack plus i yeah. think it's too good mm. it's almost too good for film sack but it's a south korean zombie movie that takes place entirely on a train to basan um and and the zombies are on the train they're trying to figure out how to go to safe cars and they you know it's always somebody who screws things up no i, I gotta get my daughter she's back there and they go and the doors open people get through and get infected and stuff Sometimes they get out and go on to go into a station and they get back on the train. <laughs> yeah. that's, but it's, that's like that was like Barb during this whole movie. Barb, yeah. Yeah. Barb, oh, Barb oh, stopped oh. trying to open everything and getting us killed. Stop it. Yeah, she was I, bad at that. But uh, I, but yeah, I, that's a good I, call because yeah. that movie I watched that on your recommendation and it was it was yeah. awesome, man. I'm telling I, you. I would love to hear Brian Dunaway's answer to this question because he's such a you know fan of the genre. It, it's, it's fascinating because uh, 28 Days is definitely up there and probably would have went for that myself if it had not already been mentioned. And I also love Shaun of the Dead. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just amazing. But I got to say, just like any other love, my palate has changed over the, the years and the decades. And you may ask me one day, what is my most, you know, what thing am I most infatuated with? And right now I'm going to say World War Z is a is is an infatuation of mine it's a little bit i have a little bit of lust for that movie yeah so yeah i, I enjoyed it. It, it pretty good moments for yeah. Sure. yeah also that we should give credit to max brooks and his books max brooks books um 
<laughs> son of Mel Brooks, uh, because his that the the guide, zombie guide, but the survival guide, whatever it is called, and then and then yes. World War Z, which is very different than the movie, but set in the same universe, uh, are very influential. Like that stuff is undeniably big and and it probably played a role yeah very fresh and probably played a role in the resurgence of the genre especially during the walking dead early days and stuff like that um and then you know the walking dead comic should probably get some credit as well but um but yeah like that movie is better than i i was sure it was going to be just be a shit monkey i did not yeah, expect it to too. be any good mm-hmm. and i, I ended up loving get it hit in the face with some shit monkey yeah I yeah i ended up really yeah. liking that a lot actually and um Good one, good call. I think. Uh, Would uh, Omega Man uh, oh, qualify as a zombie, so, or I Am Legend? Weren't they? Va- no. Weren't they? Weren't they vampires, vampires in the first one? But oh, yeah. but the vampires, Will Smith yeah. one, they they acted like zombies. So, but and that's the thing. If you go back far enough in time, we don't have a strong distinction between vampires and zombies. They are just undead. Yeah. Vampires obviously are intelligent, hyper intelligent. They're immortal. Blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. like. If you go back in time, you just have this idea of undead that is kind of nebulous. And I enjoyed that about this movie. Mm. Like it, the, the people in it, like they they had the people, the, 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 the characters in the film didn't really know what they were dealing with. They just, you know, they were just scared. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Ibit, you're not wrong as far as getting that kind of mixed together because Romero says that that's, he's basically stole the the original script idea from uh, I am legend so oh, really? there's a yeah. lot there's yeah, a lot yeah, he, there's a lot he there. says it's high influence from the book from uh from that but, uh, what, but yeah the book was, was yeah. the book was called I am legend too, right is that right the book is I am legend then omega man was based on that and then I am legend with will smith was was right. taking the name back yeah. kind of thing and he Take definitely he went he definitely went more zombie with those packs of did you, did you guys and watch the and there's, alternate ending for that uh, for which for I am legend. Oh yes, I did. Yeah. Is the, it's the one where Will Smith uh, lives or whatever. Right. <laughs> Spoilers, everybody. There's some, yeah, the dog lives. <laughs> Woo! The dog. Made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's something we're going to Miami. That's how it ends. It's great. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's just don't understand. <laughs> uh, anyway, so these are all good. Randy, did you pick one? Or, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, he went. I did, right. and I just want to. I want to come back around oh, to right. did, uh, did. movies that are self-aware, mm. and and just talk a little bit about Zombie Land because it's so it's good. so it's so well made. It's so entertaining, and it's just fun. Like I, I love I love a movie that's fun. And what is it about zombie movies that they can get self-aware and have fun? Why 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 is you don't see that in all genres, right? Oh, that's a good point. It's it what? it comes off as dumb in vampire movies. Like I don't like right. a parody zam- vampire movie at all. It they feel contrived and lame and I zero interest in that. Um but you tell me that there's you know a, zo- a zombie sub- subversive sort of zombie self-aware movie and that's something about that. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I- I think I think the fact that there's a couple things going on. First of all, zombies are generally slow. Exceptions: World War Z, uh, and so you have a lot of time for interpersonal play. And also, there's such a high body count that at some point, the mind it just boggles the mind. And I think that that release for uh, for comedy is kind of needed. Yeah. And so I think it goes. I think it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird. Shaun of the Dead would be dumb if it was. Sean of the of the vampire queen. You know, like it would suck. <laughs> right. It would suck. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> See? It would bite. You know, 
kind of on that crossing over the vampires and zombies. There have been some movies in that. I think Blade for uh, might be an example yeah. of this, yeah. where you have your smart, uh, eloquent head vampire, but then you've also got kind of the vampire hordes of the semi-naked, slobbering, bloodthirsty, which are which are a lot closer to the vampire, like or a lot closer to the zombies than than the typical Bela Lugosi, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did he ever go blah, blah? I don't know if he ever went blah, blah, blah. Probably in an Ed Wood film, he probably did. I'm curious who started the blah, blah, because I know... Well, it's because of his accent. Count count on Sesame Street or Count Chocula. One of those two. It's because the blah, blah came from just the fact that he was, listen, I will take you into my... And so people just inserted the blah, blah. Just the accent. Yeah, there's probably some source you could probably go find some parody or who knows what. Like yeah. there was a I, there was a string of these in the 80s. You had that horrible um, Leslie Nelson thing. What was that called? Oh, uh, dead and loving it. It's terrible, oh, dude. Don't forget love at first bite with uh, ah, what's Jim Carrey's Hamilton. No, and I just want to uh, no, George Hamilton. Yeah. George Hamilton. Yeah, the most tan say, vampire ever. <laughs> I want to say one more thing about Zombieland. It's such a smart movie that I now want to watch it again. Me too. Right Very now, yeah. just to see if Zombieland makes references to Night of the Living Dead that I didn't get before. Oh, that's a yeah, great idea. Does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I, I, uh, so uh, fun story about that movie. When that came out, that was like oh three, four, two thousand five, oh nine, yes, like that. Oh nine. Oh, nine. Wow, okay, really. so my daughter was. At that age where we've talked this on the show before, movies you saw when you were a certain age kid and it freaked you out so bad that you had to, like in my case, that one where the giant rocks are following the old people in their RV. Remember that one I told you guys about? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. eventually, if you go and watch that, or the one where, um, uh, I can't think of his name, but cut that lady's head off in the fish tank. Like these horrible moments when you were a kid where that stuff's really shocking, whereas to an adult, you just be like, yeah, whatever. Uh, you have to yes. go back and you have to deal with it. You have to, you have to go back and see it and then go, oh, okay, well, this is kind of dumb now that I see it. It's kind of harmless. Well, yeah. in her well, case, was- Carter's case, it was it was Zombieland. She and her, a yeah. friend yeah. over at her house, she's very young, decides to throw on Zombieland. And even though that thing is subversive and a comedy in lots of ways, a dark comedy, but a comedy, um, it still it didn't matter. It, something really got her with that. It's intense. Yeah, and she didn't like it. And it's t- got to the point that you even bring up zombies or someone's got Walking Dead going on in the house. She up till this very day will go the opposite direction somewhere else. She doesn't want to be anywhere near it, and it's all because of Zombieland. And so uh, we were talking about it last night, and I said, "You know what we ought to do? We should just sit down. We should watch Zombieland. You're almost 21 now. Let's see how this goes. Don't wait till you're in your 40s like me to see rocks chasing an RV and figure. You know, yeah. like let's do it now so you can look at it and erase that's that gonna, that trauma. It's gonna go you know? one of two ways." <laughs> Yeah, it it really is. It could be worse, as far as I know. It's gonna it's gonna it might be it might be reinforcing, or it, it might be what you hope it is. Two thousand nine. So, Jeez, that's right. The, that's... Like, so. Night of the Living Dead. When it was released, it was released as a matinee showing. Which at this point in time, we didn't really have the MPAA, so we kids were able to you know just go buy tickets, and kids were going in seeing this movie and being traumatized. I mean, like young kids. Oh yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, this thing. I'm sure this movie is is a lot of people's nightmares. Well, the the uh, let's see, I found some fun trivia on this. Reader's Digest, which at the time was a very influential thing. Now I don't know who the hell read it, but whatever. Reader's Digest tried to warn people away from seeing the film in '68. They claimed in a issue of Reader's Digest 
that if you watched it, it would inspire cannibalism in weak minds. <laughs> so there's your there's your society overreacting in a way that's about as yeah. dumb as you get. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Right, right. Yeah, pretty good. Makes me want to eat chicken. I I like I like an occasional reminder of how stupid people can be. I do too. I do too. You know what the internet is? The internet is a way for us to be constantly reminded. It used to be you had to have like these big examples, and they were spaced out. Now every day you can go find an example of how stupid people can be, and that's people always like, oh, today it's a the world's going to hell in a handbasket. No. You just have way more access to stupid people than you used to have. <laughs> it's great. I'm maximum saturation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maximum saturation of stupid people is where we're at. No, what's that called? Uh, uh, peak. Peak. We're, we're at peak stupid. Peak. Peak. peak, 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 peak stupid. <laughs> peak I like it. Stupid. Peak stupid. <laughs> I played bass for oh, peak stupid. We haven't yet even begun to reach our peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're peak access to stupid because I don't think we're at peak oh, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was one of the most successful films ever made, uh, independent anyway. It was made for one hundred fourteen thousand dollars, which is still a big chunk of money in nineteen sixty eight for a small filmmaker just trying to do a thing. That's uh, if you adjust for inflation in twenty seventeen, that would have been seven hundred ninety eight thousand, which is still nothing in current movie terms uh, as far as you know making a film. It grossed approximately $30 million. Uh, if you m- adjust that for inflation, $210 million in 2017. That's over 263 times its budget either way you look at it. And wow. sadly, he saw very little of it because he's, he was dumb yeah. about his arrangements. And, uh, and stuff, yeah. people screwed him. Well, he, hey, you know what? He may not made money off of the first one, but he certainly made money off the, the fame of it. Afterwards. Yeah, don't don't and cry so for me, career. George Romero. He, he <laughs> right. made some money. <laughs> yeah, no, he did fine. But but you know, he feels he a little like he was able to keep himself in large glasses for the rest <laughs> right? of his life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love his glasses. I would love to get a pair of those. It, it's a good. Glasses. I mean, Randy says it's. A, I mean, he says it, and it's a joke, but it's true. Like he did fine, and he was recognized for who he was, and was revered in the end. But you know, like a lot of things, you don't always get the credit you deserve right off the bat. And it took a while. By the way, I I didn't get deep into this, but uh, how cool is it that he's one of those Americans who is from America, but he uh, went to Canada. He ended up being Canadian. No, really? Really? Yeah. Was that to get away from George George Romero, born and raised in the Bronx, lives the last like uh, decade of his life in Toronto. Oh, wow. Healthcare. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that was why he wanted to keep making his zombie movies for cheaper and, uh, that's what you do up there, right? You get good deals right. on the on the filming. How was there any time during this movie, Night of the Living Dead, that, that you just wanted to yell at the people, yell at yell at people on screen? Yeah, I mean, just yeah. So that that's a good thing, right? That's the, a sign a of a good zombie yeah. movie. Yep, I think. Yeah, you're supposed to have people it, who are making mistakes that just irritate the hell out of you as a thing, viewer. The thing that irritated me the most, well, there's there's two things that irritated me, but the thing that irritated Johnny. me most, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny going out there with his dang. I got this. I know how to do the truck and I had to do the gas. Well, the first thing he does goes outside and just totally lights the whole truck on fire. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just he pulls he pulls a Zoolander like move where he's just shooting gasoline <laughs> just everywhere and whoosh. Yeah. And then his then his dumb girl won't get out of the freaking car because she's she's like Wait, what was his name? His go. name wasn't Johnny. What was yeah, his no, name? Johnny, Johnny was the first guy. Johnny was uh Barb's Oh, I'm brother. sorry. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Brother husband. Like, you're right. You're right. It wasn't Johnny. What was his stupid name? It was uh, uh, Jim Bob McGee. I don't know. It, it was something like a Johnny, though, like a Bobby or a Billy or something. Yes. Right. Wait a second. Let he me was basically was. the Robin of this movie. Honestly, I don't know yeah. who Batman was, but he was he was he reminded me of Tom. Burt, Burt Ward. Right. He was Tom. Right. Tom, and, Tom and Judy. It Tom was and Tom. Judy. OK. Right. Come yes. on up, so, Judy. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom was what made me yell the most, I think, just just seeing his his idiocy with that gas pump. Just oh. Yeah, it was really bad. By the way, do you guys have a chick in the bucket for this episode? Because I've got one. It's literally a chick, too, if that helps. I mean, chick, oh, for, chick in a... Can, how about... How about uh, I have to go first because it's the first thing. I was not convinced that the brother was dead at the beginning. I spent the whole movie waiting. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I decided he's just passed out, and he's just sleeping on that gravestone for the rest of the movie. He's yeah, my right. chick in the bucket. But he, yeah, he's, he's unconscious. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, too. That's interesting. But he came... He came back and grabbed Barb and took her on out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. That's right. He was in that. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. He didn't have his glasses on. It threw me. No. Well, well yeah, because the zombie took them off first thing. Yeah. Right. He did. It went, and, and the thing that I was complaining about at the beginning of the movie was actually a very good continuity idea, which was to have him wear those stupid driving gloves, which nobody would wear. But it was a clue later on at the end of the movie when he was grabbing Barb because his glasses were gone. But he still had the gloves on. So I'm like, oh. Who's Johnny? He he's said dead. He he's dead. No, say who's Johnny? Right. He's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. So uh, wait. So for chicken in the bucket for me. Uh, so uh, <laughs> to me, this is the the easy one. It's the dead lady upstairs, which never explains why she's not walking oh, around. Yeah. Why isn't yeah, she moving? She's, who, whose house are they too at? Too much that damage. A- too 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 damaged. I think is the deal, right? I mean, it's the mm. she had some blow to the brain, which is the way you take those those ghouls out. One shot to the head, and it usually takes care of him. I just would have been yeah. the whole time. I would, the first thing I would have done is strapped her to that couch he was going to burn and put her out there with it. Like, just get yeah. her out of there. Don't now, me. I don't know why uh, why she was still bleeding, why there was still uh, chocolate syrup coming out of her when Barb was walking down the, the stairs. Yeah. It was but, it uh, was chocolate syrup. That's what they used yeah, for the yeah. blood in this Literally. movie. Literally. I'm saying, I just don't know why. I mean, that body was in such far stages right. of... Okay death yeah. and decay that how yeah. could it still be bleeding yeah <laughs> so was. so that's a good that's a good theory question because we we all know it, it is uh the recently dead how recent well blood was still dripping down but her face was dropped but she never revived so what kind right. of damage went what what happened before they got there it's mm, a good point yeah. oh i forgot about one of the big tropes in the movie that is also probably an origin trope and it's um whoops here it's the little kids. There's a kid who everyone wants to protect, but they're infected. Yeah. And then because you've overprotected her, she wakes up and eats Rob Cordry's heart. And now you're screwed. Check- Chekhov's kid. Yeah, because Chekhov's she's kid. There the whole- <laughs> she's there the whole time. And you know she's going to play a part, but you don't realize it. It's like, oh, wait. Chekhov's kid. <laughs> I like that a lot. Actually, that. But before we get too far from that, I'm going to say also that that was uh, the, uh, the thing that Gross got out the most. Because uh, the first thing the Barb oh. does, she gets that chocolate syrup on her hand and she wipes it in her trench coat. Yeah. yeah. And then the next thing she does is she touches her face. She rubs yeah, her face yeah. with her that same hand. Yeah. It was, was too. Was so you're right. It was tied though. Um, I tied it with that and the fact that there, it was more of a real life gross. The the poor lady who had to be the only naked person in the film. Oh. <laughs> like here's your here's your crowd of fifty extras out in the yard, and, and yes. one of you has to be buck naked. It just seemed weird. Right. For her. Right. So, gr- so gross for more the of an icky thing. Of gratuitous, right? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it wasn't like well, gross, like ooh, gross. It was gross, like <laughs> why did you make her do that? Like, come on. Yeah. If 
if I remember my documentary correct, because I watched some documentaries of this before, and I, I, I remember them saying that she was like a, an art model or something, and that the whole town showed up when they heard there was going to be a naked lady being filmed. <laughs> so there were like there were like lawn chairs out there. You know, really, that is crazy. Yeah. I'll come, I'll come be an extra on that day. Yeah, yeah. Right. Extra? Yeah. I, he's gonna be a naked lady. Can there's I, a, can I an be episode, in your family? Yeah. There's an of, quit brushing up against the naked lady. <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode of Penn and Teller's bullshit where they turn the camera on all of the people oh. offset. Yeah, because right. it's a, it's their first, the like the first episode where they have a lot of naked actors mm-hmm. on the right. on the set, mm-hmm. and Penn stops. And talks to the camera about how they got producers that have never, they've never even met coming over to Las Vegas from Los Angeles or whatever to, to be ladies. present. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, because there's naked people. That's great. I, I need to go back and watch bullshit. That's a good show. Yeah. That's a good show. Um, all right. Clips. We should do clips. Okay. Got to do clips. Got a poop wad sure. of clips here. Well, that's the right word to use, but. I have them. <laughs> a uh, horde of clips. A horde of clips. Is Here it? you go. A shambling horde of, cl- of clips is what I've got. Uh, we'll start with this one where I just wrote these people. And it's just a couple at the beginning. Who, again, I was like, yeah, but I, I keep forgetting they're not a couple and they're yeah, siblings. Yeah. But then also secretly, I think they might be incestuous. And why does he every once in a while sound like Roddy McDowell? See? Exactly. Talking through that yeah. mask going, oh, no, listen, Mr. Uh, I can't think of his name. All right, here you go. Heston. Heston, Heston. There you go, Mr. Heston. All right, here you go. I wonder what happened to the one from last year. Each year we spend good money on these things. We come out here and the one from last year is gone. Well, the flowers die and the caretaker or somebody takes them away. Yeah, great. I I was trying to apply way too much meaning to that because I was like, what does all that mean? Is really? that a metaphor for death? And that, I was like, wait. You, you thought that meant something. That's just interesting. It's just, it's just dumb dialogue. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just, well, he's cheap. He's like my, my mm-hmm. dad used to do yeah. this. We'd take things to a gravesite and you would go, I don't know why we spent all this money on these flowers. It's going to die. Nobody cares. Anyway. Like he used to get really grumpy about that. And it reminded me of that. <laughs> he just thought, well, they're dead anyway. Why do they care? You don't need to, you know, just come right. give your pay, give your respects. Don't give $30 worth of flowers to nothing was his take. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Kind of agree with him. I'm kind of with him. Yeah. No offense. Right. Anybody who likes to leave flowers, but what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? All right. Um, it's for the living. Famous line right here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. He sucks. Barbara. Yeah. It's funny how he slips right into that voice. Like that is, that sounds like you could tell me that that's Roddy McDowell. And I totally believe you. Oh, but the whole time yeah, he's talking yeah. in the car, it's like, yeah, I don't know why we have to come here on a Sunday. <laughs> like They're coming to get you, Bob. Oh, it sounds just like Ronnie McDowell. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Okay. Brian, good one. Now that's all I think about when I see him. <laughs> Every time you watch this film, will you go back and now watch the Elvira version? Yeah. Like, I can't wait. Colorized, then Elvira, then the, yeah. the, then the world. I want to see the 1990 remake to see what they did there. Just curious about it. You know, just want to know what yeah. they kept. Um, I, I see screen grabs and see, oh, black guy, girl who survived. Uh, like, I want to black know. Guy, check. Oh, there's a bald black guy. Black okay, girl, bald check. guy. He's pissed at. Shoots the bald guy. Like, all that stuff seems to be there, but I'm curious. Anyway, uh, here's one that's, I don't know, it's him, her getting back at him. Stop it. You're ignorant. All right. That's my okay. <laughs> I love that. I, I guess that was a, I guess that was a swear back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, it kind of was. 
love it. <clears throat> Don't you guys feel like, I mean, at least my parents, I felt like I was, if I was being yelled at or told to knock it off or was in trouble, I was always, ignorant was often a term. Mm -hmm. And I think it meant something different to them than I think it means now. Because ignorant means you're ignoring something or you're not informed, right? So if you're being, if you're just living ignorantly, that means you're not paying attention or not listening to all sides or whatever. But they used it more like, you're a being a, being a jerk, yeah. or you're a jerk if you're <laughs> ignorant. I don't know. Can I tell you guys a, uh, a one of the most embarrassing stories from my my youth? Uh, this would be junior high school. Okay, Mr. Castellanos, Mr. Castellanos class, or Castellanos class, and uh, I don't know if, why we did this, but the, like we would do this thing where the book we were all reading from about uh, sociology we'd all take turns reading a paragraph and then he'd pick and say, okay, you read this paragraph and you read this paragraph. And the paragraph I read, uh, contained the word ignorant mm -hmm. and I pronounced it ignorant. That word and the irony of looking back <laughs> and pronouncing it ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> and then him correcting me ignorant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is? That's Who pretty is good. Right and now. you had to do that in, in front of class? Oh, totally right in front of class. Like, oh, like, that sucks. Like interrupting the sentence I was on, ignorant. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> good. Now I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassed. Yeah. Very nice. All right, here's uh, what? Oh, I so I wrote that's not music. So this is this is <laughs> something to hear. Here you go. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I hate it. I, oh, it's I, the, it was the car outside. Yeah. It was the um, yeah, the I don't like sure, it. Ben's let's, car. Let's 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 just hate the sound design of this film. The very <laughs> first sequence with the woman running away from the zombie in the cemetery. There's all of this thunder, and there's not a lightning storm happening. Yeah, there's You're not nothing. seeing any reason for there to be thunder. It's cheap. It's no yeah. no question. It's cheap. The sound the sound design was kind of curious. That and when she was in the house right before she was messing with the. Uh, uh, the music box that she was playing with, there was like this really loud cricket noise. And I'm like, are there crickets in the house? Yeah, the crickets were out of control. Don't step, don't step on loud. my Twitter post. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Here, here's uh, some, it back. The other thing I was going to say about that is um, the music itself in the film, and, and we'll get to soundtrack later, I guess, but um, with a grade, but it's it's all stock music. None of it's original. So they, mm. they bought, you know, he just paid to use a bunch of stuff that was already canned and done. Uh, which you know it's pretty apparent, but whatever the guy's working with hundred grand, and that probably seemed like his whole life on the line <laughs> at the time. And I, who could blame him? All right, here's uh, 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 oh, who guesses this is a mouth doing this? Okay, so here's a sound effect that I'm sure is just someone's mouth, and it's dripping blood. But here you go. That's just someone going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's AMSR, isn't it? Or ASMR, whatever that's called. <laughs> Somebody whispering. That's somebody's, that's somebody's Twitch channel, them eating a uh, I cherry I don't pie. Under, I don't understand how hard it is to get some fluid and drip it. Like, yeah, right. Well, you just drip some fluid on something. It's a bad, it's a bad, it's really bad. And it, and then you right. had the visual to go with it so people don't think about it probably as much as I was. But oh, I just, listen. That's nothing like. <laughs> 
It's just something. It sounds like it sounds yeah. like that any the, afternoon at KFC. Right. And that was the that was the chocolate syrup uh, drip scene of the zombie, yeah. the the, yeah. the stairs zombie. Yeah. Oh, the late right, the lady up the stairs, the yeah. the, the chick in there in her bucket. Um, <laughs> here's uh, don't. Oh, this is him yelling. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. All right. There's <laughs> that. I love that line. It's That's pretty true. good. Uh, He's right. Talk about hitting them. What talking? Oh, anyway. I was alone. Fifty or sixty of those things, just standing there, staring at me. I I started to drive. Oh, I, did I get cut off? No, he should be here. Just plowed here. right through them. Oh, maybe you did. They didn't move. They didn't run or just stood there, staring at me. Just wanted to crush them. Scattered through the air like bugs. Bugs. <laughs> It, like... it wants to be a real movie at times, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it tries. I Seriously, it's I... Pinocchio. It just wants to be a real movie. I love, for... <laughs> I, like idea. I, I, love I love how Ben is there and he tells a, a, a tale of incredible, uh, of incredible woe and, and pain and uh, amazing, amazing things. And then Barbara's like, oh, yeah. Hold my beer. Yeah. And so she and she starts rattling off the thing we just saw. Yeah. Everything point for point. Yep. Yeah, no, she was uh she was interesting. Looks like we killed Ibbit, but I, although he's there back. we go. Had Jeez one of his Louise. had one of your fun little dropouts there is what that was. Yeah, sure did. Because we could hey. hear you talking <laughs> before you went. Could you? you? Like, yeah, I, I figured you might, and that's why I said, All right, well I'm cut off. Looks like I'm cut off or whatever. <laughs> Ah, but, internet. Uh, it's the anyway. best. Which is a bummer because I wanted to talk about the audio clip you were just playing when I got caught. Oh, oh well, go ahead. We just finished Thanks, it. Yeah. It's uh, where you're sitting there telling her the story about hitting all the zombies with a car and all that. What'd you, what'd okay, you think? Um, I wanted to see that movie. Why, yeah. why do I have right, to watch right. you tell, why do I have to right. hear you tell a story about that while you take a chair apart when I could rather watch you actually live that story? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, I, it's like, well, the, I will, and I will take the gun moment, uh, is what this is. That's, cause, right. <laughs> That's right. that's why I that's what I said, Brian. I I it's all it, every now and then it wants to be a real movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This movie, yeah, and then it doesn't, but it tries. And now we get we have better things today. I mean, I'd even argue yeah. that every every zombie scenario you can think of. What if they're all at a fence? What if you run through them? What if you push them all off the thing? What if they follow mm-hmm. each other into a ravine? Like all of everything's been done now. I feel like they may not have any ideas left. But at least then, in 68, your imagination was rolling. You were like, oh, man, what was that like? That many people on the road? Like, it was probably pretty effective, him telling that story. Today, we're just like, well, yeah, we've seen all this. Like, in World War Z, they pile up and kill a helicopter, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> you know? Uh, here's uh, something. Oh, she's freaking out. Oh, I screamed Johnny! All right, great. That was her answer to his very somber it, you know, insane story. She comes back with this high level of energy. Well, she's just a, to show him up. You know, back then women were they had the vapors. hysterical. They had the vapors. They, no, yeah. the historical, historical, hysterical, no, hysterical. You're historically hysterical uh, as portrayed in drama, and it's it kind of drives me crazy. Here's here's another one. We have to go out and get Johnny. We've got to get Johnny. Please, don't you hear me? We've got to go out and get him. All right, to calm down. Mm-hmm. Relax. Yeah. I, yeah, but no, we don't. I mean, I I don't know. Again, these people don't know they're in a zombie movie, but no, you don't. <laughs> we don't need don't go out to yeah, anybody. Don't go out there. <laughs> yeah, oh, you sorry. guys never. Johnny's Johnny's food now. Yeah, Johnny's food. He said. All right. 
Here's the next one, Radio Guy. I kind of like Radio Guy, so here's a bit of him. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air, day and night. Oh, good. Finally. Some, mm. some news. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, because stations didn't used to stay on the air 24-7. Oh, right, exactly. You'd have, exactly. You'd have the, uh, this ends our broadcast day. Now let's play the national anthem and go to static. Have a crappy it's montage. A, yeah. I used to love this that. This is why I say 99% of current audiences probably haven't seen this movie. Like, it's a long time ago. This thing's 50 years old. I'll bet you, I'll bet you there's very few people under the age of 30 who have ever seen the TV show ER. Like, that that's only 25 years ago. This is 50 years ago. It's it's ancient at this point. Well, if they're watching, if they're Hulu aficionados, they can now be reintroduced to the world of ER. That stands for emergency. Er. What's the R for? Uh, room. Room. <laughs> room. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot for a minute. What just happened? I forgot. Emergency oh recreation. I forgot what it was for. Oh, wow. I couldn't remember. The emergency rec reaction, re uh, restitution. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Reaction. Take Seriously, me to the emergency though, reaction. Hurry. <laughs> Seriously, though, time time really flies, guys. There's there's a whole generation of high schoolers who never saw Lost. Oh, like, yeah, that's no. How, yeah. Right, sure. how fast time yeah. is passing. Well, sure, unless you're sure. weird like my house and we made Nick watch it every Wednesday, but whatever. Ew. <laughs> I know, we're weird. Did, do you have clips of the TV guys, too, or can I talk about... Oh, like, I totally uh, have him. You want to hear him? Okay, good. Then I'll, no, I'll wait till, I'll wait till you do the TV guy, and then I'll have my comments about that all right we'll get to him in a second here's a line that or something i titled bad actors i don't know why i stuttered then bad actors what i'm looking for here we go that's the cellar it's the safest place you mean you didn't hear the racket we're making up here how are we supposed to know what was going on could have been those things for all we knew they sucked in that yeah. sequence it's really yeah. bad also get some mics that don't sound terrible and get distorted <laughs> that's really bad all right here's the robin of this movie now wait a minute let's think about this Batman. We can make it to the cellar if we have to. Batman. And if we do decide to stay down there, we'll need some things from up here. Batman. So let's at least consider this a while. This just reminds me of... Oh, Dick. my God. He sounds just like Burt Ward, though. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time is all a good picture there. And I just want to make this my periodic reminder. If you have not seen Lego Batman, watch Lego Batman. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. It's really good. It has no right to be so good. Uh, let's see here. Oh, acts of murder. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Whoa. That's yeah, some hard-hitting news. Okay, there he is. There he is, Brian. There's your TV news guy. What were we going to say? Yeah, so uh, the while he's talking, how will the dead affect you? Find out at 11. But uh, while he's talking, they're, they're showing where you're supposed to go if you're in certain areas. Like, all right, if you're in Youngstown, go to the Youngstown Emergency Hospital, and that's where everybody's gathered together. The best one was, if you're in Indiana, go to Fairhope High School. Yeah. The entire state of Indiana yep. needs to go to wherever yeah. Fairhope High School is. Some of the names were fake, like Greenville, meet at the Green School, Green Ground, Green Green. Like, everything had the yeah, word yeah, green in like it. That. Yeah, there was Greensburg Green Hospital yeah. was that one. Yeah. That's super weird. <laughs> If you're in Greensburg, go to Green Hospital. <laughs> you if look you're in Beaver Falls, go to the was, WBTF television station. Yeah. It was a simpler time. It was 1968. All right, here's a, is this a flub or is it on purpose? Here you go. Bodies must be carried to the street and, and, and burned. Okay. Was he screwing and, up? And, 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 and burned? I mean, a lot like it. was in the script? Well, Dunaway, Dunaway says a lot of stuff was improv. Maybe, that, maybe the new stuff yeah. was. 
I so. totally think that was. Yeah, which actually, I, I don't know, probably helped the movie a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make it seem like those guys were really talking. Like, whenever they talked to the hunter guy who was out there looking for, for Zambies, that, that came off as realistic and, you know, kind of yeah. kind of good. Kind of scary Yeah, what it was. Yeah, I didn't like, like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go back to the house, and you're like, all right, it's still nighttime here. How about we all act bad? Okay. Bye. Uh, here's a bad, <laughs> here's a, a punch sound that really was terrible. So they weren't great at their sound effects. Here's one. I just, terrible. yeah. It's not there good. were so many. It's almost jarring when you first start watching the movie. Every time there's an impact, it sounds wrong. Yeah. And it's almost to the point where you're like, you you have to turn off your ears. Like, when they're when they're punching something or hitting something with a golf club or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's just all wrong. So bad sound design, bad sound design. Yeah, bad, that's bad. clearly somebody just slapping a watermelon. By the way, right. Yeah, and if you, this is also memories from the documentary. Uh, the the uh, they just you know they just had like their friend down the street, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> who they who was who was like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. You know how to, <laughs> could you make the sound of uh, blood dripping down the stairs? Sure. Yep. That sure, works. I got all right. That. You're hired. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, I found a clip where I'm pretty Swap. sure the guy says shit, and I want you guys to tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, here it is. Well, we killed 19 of them today right in this area. Those last three we caught trying to claw their way into an abandoned shed. They must have thought somebody was in there. Now, I isolated that part. Shit. Shit. It sounds like shit. Shit. He doesn't sound like shed that's, to me that's at all. Midwestern shed. 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 shed, 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 shed. So he's saying shed. Every out yeah. shed. shed, every out shed house, and no. <laughs> that's no. just that's just how George Romero pronounces it. Yeah, Romero. <laughs> shed, shed. Yeah, George Riviera. You know, they got them uh, cornered down in the shed there, and then they're going to like uh, poke them with some yeah. sticks. Oh, I wouldn't go out there if I were you. Uh, here's uh, they are dead. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's like he didn't know where to go with the thing he was saying. It's like uh, they're all, they're messed, all messed up. up. Yeah, <laughs> another sign that it was improv, but uh, it's pretty good. Okay, here's I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to know There's what the cat. I want to know what the hell this is supposed to be. But here's what it sounded like. <laughs> It's when she was getting hacked with the tool. That's the kid is hacking the mom, right? And right, uh, which is giving her the spades. It was a spade. Yeah. Giving yeah. her the spade. Hey, mom, let's play spades. Was <laughs> what spades Elvira the... said during that point. Spades. She did. Oh, was it really? I... Shut up. Elvira said, "Let's play spades." Yes. I want to kick her in the boob now. <laughs> That's which I, I one? The never, one in the center? She'll never feel it, Scott. <laughs> no, she'll never know. I, I would like to complain that you're making us endure this hor- horrible sound for a second time, but I also like the idea that there are people who didn't watch the movie and we're putting them through it for a first time. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. It's really bad. Don't, don't, don't enjoy that. I mean, the scene is kind of grotesque and hardcore and everything, but that sound is really bad. All right, I heard a noise. Says this guy. There's something there. I heard a noise. All right, that's the last of your clips. Nice. That's all they wrote. Uh, all right, let's do this. Just been handed a card here. This is the uh, film sack checklist. Day and night cycles are busted. Check. It's just it's a bug, not a feature. Uh, <laughs> s- someone should have gone for Johnny's keys. Check. And final credits are pretty cool. Check. 
Hey, uh, we do have a Star Trek connection. One, this was sent to us by Daryl, the Trek nerd. He says that Fred Steiner, uh, he recorded, uh, or he's the one that did the stock music they used. So he he one of the things he did for his career is he would make stock music that people would buy, and that's you know one thing you would do. But he also, in the original series of Star Trek, composed most of the original music throughout the entire series, and Star Trek. The motion picture and start and and some TNG stuff did uh, original scores for various episodes. So that guy actually a pretty cool connection, but is only connected because someone bought his music for this thing, and that's it. So there you go. None of the actors, no directors, no nothing. Straight up, dude who made stock music <laughs> is our Star yeah, Trek I mean, connection for today. I mean, I'd say other than other than Barbara, who's making the con circuit. I don't think we ever <laughs> saw any of these people ever again. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, all right, let's sum it up in you know, 280 characters or less. This is the thing we do. It's called the Twitter post, and we start with Randy Jordan. Night of the Living Dead. George Romero lights up the fire that would become a whole revolutionary subgenre of horror that we know today as ghoul movies. <laughs> the ghoul movies. <laughs> Imagine if that was the genre. Oh, I love the ghoul genre. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah. I'm sure glad that's not a thing. We uh, need to watch Ghoulies. Yeah, we should watch Ghoulies. We do need to watch Ghoulies, you're right. Why do we not watch Ghoulies? That's with all the kids who uh, go try to f- get the weird bald guy with the funny eyes? No, that's Goonies. <laughs> um, yes, just like that, Scott. Just like that. Also, with a, or not with us, <laughs> Brian Dunaway, your your take, please. And finally with us today is Brian. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, like dying in a truck fire while everybody else is dying from zombie attacks. Hashtag Roasted Judy. Hashtag not a trendsetter. <laughs> Roasted Judy was roast uh, when they were getting the food out of the truck. The zombies, it was in the trivia says it was roast um, uh, pork. Mm-hmm. But then pork. but it had that chocolate stuff all over it and that people were genuinely mm-hmm. nauseous. Pork. People were nauseous Whoa, on the yeah. set because they had to know on this stuff. Eating Who wants some chocolate covered in- pork shoulder? Why? I can't imagine. Mm. I, you get sick from that. Yeah. What gross got out the most? Finding that out. <laughs> yeah, finding that little fact. <laughs> That little factoid. Uh, finally, summing it all up, Brian Ibbett. Night of the Living Dead. 20 minutes of zombies, 45 minutes of interpersonal arguments, and 71 minutes of a freaking cricket chirping. Cricket, <laughs> oh, I blew it. Oh, freaking man. Cricket chirping. You got, uh-huh. you got aped earlier, and yeah, yeah. The, then it got weird at the end. Listen, your cricket, <laughs> your cricket just wasn't meant to be today. I guess not. Uh, hey, uh, we got a, uh, an alternate title to read here. Hold on a second. Why won't that play? There we go. This movie was almost called Night in the Single Living Room, because <laughs> that's pretty much all it was. <laughs> or Pleased to Eat You. <laughs> oh. ah, see, it's like a funny little dad pun there. Uh, Jared sent us an email. We're going to read it. Came to us at filmsack at gmail.com. He says, hey, Sackers, and the Speed Raper. raper? Oh, jeez. Speed Raper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go get him, Speed Raper. Sorry. Speed Racer episode. Uh, you were going, sorry, you were talking about a good movie, video games, and I had to speak up about my favorite. The Peter Jackson's King Kong game, game based on the movie, was oh, yeah. amazing. The game was split in human segments uh, where it played as a first-person shooter, and it felt really crisp and fun. And the other parts uh, was a beat-em-up with you playing as King Kong, fighting giant dinosaurs in the finale in New York City. I don't remember that part in the movie, but whatever. Um, I also hear Aladdin for the NES was good, but I'm too young to have played it, Jared. Uh, he's right. Aladdin on the NES and or Super NES oh, yeah, and the yeah, yeah. Uh, Genesis version of that game are both fantastic uh, side-scrollers. Really good. 
However, um, the King Kong game was a launch title for the 360 and maybe PS3. No, P 360 launch, I think. And so it was a big deal in that regard, but I don't remember people talking about it a lot, and I never played it, so I, I have no reference for this, but I'm, I'll take his word for it, and I'm sure it was good. King Kong. Catch mm, it. King Kong. Yeah. Probably took oh, as man. long to beat that game as that movie ran. <laughs> it's, the, it's, uh, weird. it's weird that there's a Rampage movie now. Yeah. That's weird. Somebody that saw it last movie. night, yeah. and I talked to him, and they liked it. I uh, who was it? My buddy Zane. He was over for dinner last night, and I mm -hmm. said, "Hey, what's going on?" Oh, I saw Rampage while I was in Houston. I said, "Oh, really? How was it?" Oh, I way better than you think. I'm like, really? Come on, huh. I'm a little tired well, of okay. rock movies that All are right. way better than you think. That keeps happening with rock, The Rock. But that's uh, that's probably the best kind of review you can get because I don't think it's going to be very good. So the fact that it's better than not very good uh, gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, he right. did say, sure. you know, and. Turn your brain off. And the, have the, fun. The Rock does bring things up a notch, right? Sure, like, sure. He has he has elevated all of the recent Fast and the Furious movies. The Rundown was actually better than you think. That, that sort of thing. That Jumanji thing is, that by is all accounts, hilarious. really fun movie. Like mm. it shouldn't be. There's no way that should be good. So yeah, maybe it's The Rock. He elevates everything he touches. I can truly smell what he's cooking now. <laughs> uh hey i want to give alex cruz uh, some credit uh he is a Hell listener yeah. of the show and an artist and he made the coolest film sack artwork of the four of us oh been, yeah been loving watching that develop yeah and Beautiful. i can't really show this on the air obviously because it's mostly a listening to kind of show but i just want to give him a big shout out it was a really cool tribute and um i hope to figure out a way to I don't know, see that in print form or something for the four of us because I think it's something we'd want to hang on to. It's really, really well done. He, he killed oh, yeah. it. And there's like video of him making it and the final's just awesome. So um, I love how sinister he made me look. I love how <laughs> Brian's distracted by butterflies, which is a great little <laughs> reference. Um, and I love how Randy is just the coolest, hairiest man of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't think he gave Randy enough hair, though. No, not quite. Maybe not quite enough oh, hair. Uh, yeah. uh, it's been a while since he's seen Randy's luxurious growth. Man. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm hard to illustrate because of the the white beard thing. You yeah. got to mm -hmm. you got to you got to make some decisions. And yep. he made it he did pretty well. Old old white beard uh, we call you. <laughs> but anyway, Alex said that thing was awesome and I just wanted to make sure you got some good credit uh, for that and uh, if you haven't checked him out, oh, I meant to have his Twitter account and I don't have it. Shoot. I'll do that for next week or next time, but anyway, Alex Cruz Knocking it out of the park. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm busting in here in a weird way. Not to throw you off or make you go, Scott, why are you doing this? I'm doing it because there's a change. And you would have just now heard a bunch of audio about how we were going to watch Ginger Dead Man next week as a live sack with all of you because we're going to be in Vegas and we wanted to leave you something before we left. And uh, it was on Hulu. And literally up to last night, it was on Hulu. And then we talked about it here. And then we hung up. And then we went to go check because we have to record it today. And it's not on Hulu anymore. It somehow got dropped. So it's nowhere that we can find without spending money. We don't like to do that to you guys. So we have shifted gears and changed it. Next week we're watching episode 24 of season one of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah, that's right. That's on Netflix. It's available now. And we're doing that instead. So I'm just busting in here to let you know what we're doing. All of it changed last second. I don't know what I'm going to tell the YouTube people, but... Ginger Dead Man, we'll have to wait for another day. Gary Busey as Ginger Dead Man. It's something we definitely want to get into, but it's not available right now. Instead, uh, we watch an episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which uh, will air next week. 
while we're away, out of town. Okay? Okay. Back to the normal show. All right. That's it. Hey, uh, filmsack.com is our website. You might be familiar with it. It's a place to go, and you can find everything you need. So go to filmsack.com and check it out. You can also uh, leave us emails at filmsack at gmail.com, just like Jared did, and we'll read it right here on the show. You can find us on Twitter at filmsack, and you can leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Google Play. It could be iTunes. It could be, uh, I don't know, Stitcher or some such. kind of hate Stitcher, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> It's on, it's on there, but I don't like Stitcher. Anyway, ah. point is, wherever you get it, leave us reviews. It helps us in lots of ways and helps spread the word about the show. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Ugh. We'll see you next time. I think I'm going to get you, Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. Hey, Barbara. Barbara. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Stop it. You're ignorant.